Welcome. That song, that song is epic. It's a good song. Yes, get your blood going. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Wednesday, October the 20th, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Uh, Joel, it's going pretty well. Um, I'm coming to you from unseasonably warm Seattle. I don't know. Uh, I was Every, everything, everything's unseasonably warm now. Yeah, the world's burning. The world is burning, right. But here we are in Seattle. It's October. Yeah. It feels like late August. And uh, I was, my hot take was going to be, well, it doesn't matter what it was going to be, but I, th- there, there's some history to my hot take here. Hold on one second. Yeah. What we were doing, uh, Bruce Springsteen, I bring this up as Thomas readjusts himself real quickly because the Fox Sports, uh, uh, whatever, MLB Fox was playing the outro music, like when they transition to commercials, which I fucking love. And they've been doing, Bruce Springsteen has been one of their go-tos. And I just think they really know their target demographic is that 35 to 47 year old white male. <laughs> they had, well, not me. If they played Born to Run, I missed it. They, they did. They did Modest Mouse Float On. They did Bruce Springsteen Born to Run. They did Ozzy Osbourne. Like they really <laughs> got like that <laughs> that window. I think they did some Eric Clapton. I don't know. Maybe it's more 35 to 65, but they've got it nailed down. <laughs> all right well i agree that those are that i am a part of that demographic so i value a lot of things that are, those that demographic values but my hot take was gonna be well shit the problem what, what the problem is is that everybody's not part of our our text chain where right sam and i were shit talking and sam and i've been shit talking this week because for some reason i just decided that his misery is what should be and the and nobody should no more red sox fans should be joyful uh, but so my hot take tonight is actually a sort of a surprise one, and it's in its go socks. Go socks. Go socks. Go socks. Yeah, Nate Evaldi. You've got to explain the, it. The, you've been talking a lot of shit about the Boston Red Sox the last two weeks on and off the podcast, Thomas. So why the tone, the heel tone, the cheat, the baby face turn here? Well, you know, because I'd won a good series, and I just really hate the Astros. <laughs> I just, I hate those fucking cheaters. And I don't know. Yeah. Sam and I were having a good laugh 
but it, I, I felt like we were, you know, it was, it was, it became too personal. So I want to re retract, I, I, I want to rescind and I want to go to the ghost socks. I think they got Nate Yavaldi on the, on the bump for game six. And I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to force a game seven. Maybe Chris Dale will come out of the bullpen. I don't know. Go Sox. Yeah, the Red Sox just got crushed by Houston at Fenway in game five, nine to one. So the Astros are now up three games to two on the Red Sox in the ALCS after Boston had taken, uh, you know, a two to one game lead and were looking like they were in control of that series. Houston has since uh, won convincingly the last it's strange. I was just thinking like that series has one of the things we were talking about was that I thought that this series was boring. Right. And I, and, and one of the things I was just thinking about was the fact that none of the games have been competitive to this point. Well, the, like Except yesterday, game, yeah, one, really. game one was close. And then yesterday was kind of close for a minute. And then the Astros just pulled away, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, neat, none of the games have been like very competitive, but if Red Sox can force a game seven, then it's like that that's a definition of a competitive series, essentially. Right. So it's kind of interesting. Whereas the, the reason I was talking shit about it, because the National League series, every game has been decided in the last at bat, not only competitive, but like it's been very competitive. And it's now oh, Dodgers just scored two runs in the bottom of the oh, okay. So they're not dead yet. What's the score of the that game? But they're down five two again. Five two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Braves, oh, yeah. Are, Braves are surprising me right now. Well, um, I don't know if they're surprising, not surprising everybody. No, that's true. Not surprprising you. You picked them. Yeah. Well, we'll get we'll get to our recap episode later. <laughs> but if if the Astro, oh well, yeah, well, whatever. Never mind. We, we continue on with where we. Yeah, are. we'll continue on with this. So so Thomas's uh, hot take is go Red Sox. Uh, uh, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Again, Sam is usually here. Sam could not be here uh, for, I think he's got house guests over. Uh, I don't think he's house guests right now. Shout out to Eli and Nick. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he just decided he didn't want to come because he was scared that I was going to make him look dumb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, shit. Oh, shit. Maybe I turned back. Oh, no. Go after uh, I'm glad for the listeners at home, really honestly, you are glad that you were not on our group text because all night, I think this was Monday night, I was well, trying to sleep. I was trying to sleep. And Thomas and Sam are just texting each other gifts of crying babies. That was forth. all Sam doing crying babies. <laughs> this is you. This is you. This is for like two and a half hours. <laughs> you were children. God damn it. <laughs> well, it's early where I am. That's the deal. That's the, but Sam has no excuse. <laughs> he works late. He works. He's a chef. He's oh, like, yeah. He's a chef. His, his work hours. Air quotes. His work hours are like 3 p.m. to 1 a.m. or something absurd like that. <laughs> uh, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Thomas, my hot take tonight. Here's my hot take. I am sick and fucking tired of playoff pitching. More specifically, I'm sick and fucking tired of these managers thinking they're so goddamn clever with their like wacky pitching rotations to try to get a competitive edge in the playoffs because it seems to me, correct me if I'm wrong, it always backfires on them, right? This whole, we're gonna play our starter for two innings 
And then as soon as he gets into trouble, we're going to pull him. And then we're going to burn through our bullpen and put some schmuck in for the eighth and ninth inning. I, I'm, I, I don't think it's a good strategy. You, uh, you were looking like you disagree with me. I don't, I, I don't think I disagree. I think that what you're looking at is not the managers though. I think it's like statistic departments. I think it's like the people, I think it's different people that are saying different things. And they're saying that the numbers say this and they are right because the numbers do say the things that they say they're saying, but they don't necessarily, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen in game. And I mean, that's kind of the context of a manager. That's sort of like the, the, that's, I don't know that. I think that the game, well, whatever. I mean, I, it doesn't well, matter. Let me, what like, let me talk. Uh, about it doesn't it. matter what I think, though. I think that the numbers bear what they bear, and sure, so you sure, have so to go the way of the numbers. Yeah. Baseball is filled with random. Let's look, yes, let, let's look at game four, though, because here's my question. Okay, so game four, the Red Sox. Um, wait, no, who did they start in game four? Because it wasn't Sale or Uvalde, so they brought in Uvalde. Who was the Red Sox game four starting? Uh, oh, it was uh, Pavetta. Pavetta. And they, they, he had a short leash, right? Pavetta had a short leash. But Pavetta he, was killer out of the bullpen. But he was, like but, but even in the game, even in the game, sorry, ladies and gentlemen who are listening at home as I'm trying to pull this up, he pitched five innings, gave up two hits, and one run. Okay? Five innings, two hits, one run. And that's a good start. And then they pull him. They put in Taylor for two-thirds of an inning. Then they put in Adam Adovino for one-third of an inning to get one guy out, throw four pitches. Adovino, and I know Sam's not here. He's screaming at the podcast to correct, to correct me about the bullpen. But Adovino is one of the guys out of the bullpen. And they Adovino's up, been good. Adovino's, well, That's maybe, what I'm saying. But they only used him on one hitter, and they end up throwing Yavaldi, who's been a great starter for them. Yavaldi goes out, pitches two thirds of an inning, gives up two hits, walks two, and gives up four runs. My point is this: is that your starter should be your best pitcher. A reliever is just a guy who's not good enough to be a starter, and. If you don't trust your starter after five innings, two hits, one run, then what are we even doing here? Like, like I don't get this. I mean, I, I do get it. I, I think mean, numbers. Go ahead. I think numbers bear that. I think numbers bear that. You know, a certain time through the lineup, a certain amount of pitches. I don't know. I agree with you. Right, I think right. I yeah. But then you're handing by definition, you are handing the baseball over to a worse pitcher, right? Maybe it's- well, I mean, not by definition, though. I mean, that's the thing you have to take into the, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, people are taking into consideration extenuating circumstances, like what's happened to the pitcher, what kind of stress pitchers, how many pitches they've thrown, you know, a lot of circumstances. I mean, that's the part about being a manager and about being a baseball player is that there's a million different things that are going on. I mean, what if the guy's like tired or been pitching sure. too many innings, you know I mean? Like the, the manager is supposed to keep track of that. That's the whole kind of point. And numbers will bear out one thing, but numbers will never reveal, you know, whether the pitcher got a good night's sleep the night before or not, you know, I mean, or like, so I, I, 
I don't know. I think I'm I'm an old school dude in baseball in the sense that like I think that managers need to go with their guts. I don't think they need to go with with the numbers or whatever. I mean, who I mean, was Blake Snell got taken out of a game two years ago yeah. and a, just you know like there's moments numbers will tell you one thing, but you bring in a guy cold, he might not have it. A guy that sometimes the numbers might say that he normally has it, but one day he's just doesn't have it. And if he comes in, if you change, don't change horses midstream, I believe is this, is the adage. And that's, 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 I think what, what, what the argument is against numbers. It's like, you have something that's working. Why are you changing it? Yes. And this is completely anecdotal, right? So I understand like there's a data thing where you're trying to increase your odds from 80 to 82% or whatever, right? You, you're playing among the margins there. Definitely. I don't think, yeah, maybe. I don't know yeah. how close the margins are. I've seen, I mean, I've just, games I have watched this postseason, the White Sox, the Rays, the Red Sox. Um, God, there was another one where I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? I think it was a Dodgers game. I'm just watching these teams lose games by pulling their starters when in a regular season game. And I understand, excuse me, I understand it's a different context, right? I get that. But there's no fucking way you would pull a guy in this situation if it wasn't a playoff game. So why are you doing it? Well, I mean, ultimately what it comes down to is disclosure about you know uh health and physicality with the players themselves i mean like a, a, a manager is going to fill out a, a, a lineup card based on you know, baseball season is a long season everybody's heard it. Jo- joe buck and john smoltz talk about it all the time of you know you make it to this time of year your players no players not no players 100 percent at this time of year just goes down to grit you know uh, I forgot what the point is, but I think that's fun. Um, it's but, a cliche. <laughs> but like, there is a little bit of truth to sort of like some of the old adages and some of them, I, I don't know. I don't, I just think like, if you have a picture that's going well, just stay with it. I don't know. I think so. I think so. I think you, I think they're overthinking things. I think they're being a little bit too clever. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not a data guy. I don't, like I, I believe it when they're like, hey, this guy's got statistically a better chance to get the next out than the guy we have on the mound. But what I keep seeing is then you burn through your bullpen and oh shit, now it's the eighth inning, ninth inning, and we're out of dudes. I see that happening a lot. And yeah. um, I don't know, just says well, that's why different bullpens are built built differently. I mean right. Yeah, it comes down to bullpen management, definitely. Oh. Someone else on Twitter was talking about that, that really this is, uh, you need to have a deep bullpen is what it means. And I buy that, right? That if you've only going to depend on your starter for three or four innings, possibly, rather than six or seven innings, then what you need is, four to five dependable arms out of the bullpen instead of in the regular season when you really only need two or three dependable arms out of the bullpen. Yeah, I, I don't know, like the Red Sox compiled, like a, got a bunch of starters. 
and then and then their bullpen was kind of weird and now they're kind of hodgepodge i don't know yeah like it's managing a pitching staff seems very strange and very difficult i don't know and it seems like volatile as far as like numbers and that kind of stuff are concerned but right and in terms of boston specifically sam has been telling us for weeks like oh boston's bullpen sucks yeah he's been saying that so it shouldn't come to a surprise that they've fucked it up a couple of times but it shouldn't have been Yavaldi. like it shouldn't have been Yavaldi to fuck it up i feel bad for him honestly i don't i feel bad for starters in that situation yeah it seems like a negligence of I don't know. Yeah. Boston. It's, well, it's hard. I think it's different a little bit in the NL or AL East because it's a quote, 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 unquote, competitive division. I mean, the Yankees and are spending money all the time. The Red Sox are spending right. a lot of money all the time and the Rays managed to maintain a level of competitive play. That's somewhat astounding. Yeah. But so within that, like they're within that kind of concept, like you have to, you have to manage the, the the regular season different than you manage the, the playoffs, and that can be a that can be a bit of a trap. I think I don't know. Right, I agree with that. Um, the Boston offense had been lights out for games two and three, just like well, amazingly good. I mean, they've been good the whole playoffs. Right, uh, the whole Every, season. Yeah, but that's yeah. the thing. Well, I mean, they've been they've been on and off good the whole season. They they kind of slumped towards the end of the season. Some of their bats. Mm-hmm. And they woke up for the playoffs, but but everybody woke up for the playoffs, and now they're all kind of maybe falling back to sleep. I mean, you know, like Christian Arroyo and Vasquez, or wait, who's the is it Arroyo, Christian Arroyo, and Christian Vasquez? Yeah, both of those guys were hitting a bunch. You know what I mean? Like, uh, who's their backup catcher too? I mean, I don't know. Like everybody was hitting for Boston. Yeah. And now they kind of, and now all of a sudden the last two games they got a little bit cold. Yep, and, and it's, hard, it's hard for any lineup to sustain like top level uh, production. Yeah, I'm looking at the Houston uh, pitchers from the game that just ended, and maybe I'm fucking wrong, but here's an so the Houston Astros started Granky tonight. Blanky pitched one in the third innings, walked three, hit one hit, gave up two runs. And then after that, they went Whaley. Christian Javier pitched three innings. Maton, Maton pitched one inning. Then they you went. You were looking at the game from yesterday, I think. Oh, is this yesterday? Okay. Then they went Kendall Graveman for two innings and Presley. I think it was a game that just ended. And then no, that was yesterday's game. Okay. That's yesterday's game. Like they did actually go two, four, five, six innings from the bullpen, and it worked out great for them. But tonight, um, no, tonight, Framber Valdez pitched. Oh, it's like Valdez pitched. Okay, yeah. Right. So maybe, maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I'm I'm just trying to say that the uh, managers are overthinking things. Oh yeah, see tonight they got eight innings from. Fun day of all dance. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get well, how many pitches did he throw? He only uh, threw 93 pitches through eight, 93 pitches through eight innings. That's really good. Wow. Yeah, they pulled him for Stanek in the ninth, but one they were winning. Nine. Yeah. Nine to one, whatever. 
sure, and then just have standard Gwinnett. That's what you need. That's what you want. You, <laughs> you yeah, but I, but I think also ultimately like, and Framber Valdez was on full rest. I don't know. Sometimes when you're cruising, you're cruising. And sometimes when you're not, you're not. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. That's why I think that's why I've been enjoying the National League. I like the I like the element of the batting batting pitcher because it it changes all of the the strategy. It makes it it makes it like a strategy game instead of just like the guy that can hit the ball the farthest. Sure, sure. Home yeah. runs are fucking boring, yeah. by the way. <laughs> you hate home runs and strikeouts. I don't even know why you like baseball. No, I like strike. I like strikeouts. You like strikeouts? You would, yeah. I thought you were complaining about strikeouts the other day. Oh, I mean, I might have been. Yeah, I think you were. But so, I mean, like strikeouts are inefficient. I'm Framber Valdez only had five strikeouts over eight innings. Yeah, no, no, he had a lot of that. Must have been watching ground balls. Uh, okay, so the Braves are up two games to one on the Dodgers. They're up 5-2 right now on LA, trying to take a 3-1 to one lead in the top of the six. I, was I think that then they go home. No, they... Yeah, wait a minute, no. They've got, they've got one more in LA after this, and then they go home. No, this the game they're playing four. currently will... No, this is game four they're playing right now. Oh, yeah. So they got one two, two in Atlanta, three in LA, two in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm right. You're Joel, right. you're so smart. I'm just telling you. Uh, but, like, the Dodgers kind of came into this heavy favorites, and Atlanta has been fucking – I mean, I'm not going to say kicking them because, like you said, every game has been close. But if Atlanta wins this, man, you could be looking at a Braves-Astros world suit. Barf. Yeah. I mean, yeah, go that's what I'm thinking. I guess go, go, go Braves, I guess. Go Braves as long as I don't have to watch any of the games. It's really it, okay. Can we just can we discuss the elephant in the room, which is the the tomahawk chop? I'm so it's just so stupid, man. Like every year for the last three or four years, Thomas, I've convinced myself that Atlanta is actually a cool, fun team. They've got Freddie mm-hmm. Freeman, who's great. They've got Love. Max Reed, who's really good. Uh, a cool Ronald Acuna. Yeah, one of the one of the big young stars of Major League Baseball. He's amazing. Ozzy Albies. Right? They've got all these great guys. And so yeah. I'm always like, oh, yeah, cool. I can get into Atlanta. This is cool. Like, they haven't been good, really, for 20 years. Like, let's do it. Hot young team. Uh, yeah. Aggressive style. Let's Atlanta's do it. Atlanta's cool. Atlanta, the city of Atlanta is cool. Fuck yeah. And then I watch, I sit down and watch an Atlanta Braves game and they're just going, oh. oh, oh. And I'm like, oh, right. Fuck Atlanta and all you <laughs> Braves fans. No. Fuck yep. you. I don't want anything good to happen to your team. Go fuck yourself. Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Right. <laughs> Go fucking Yankees. No, I can't go that far, but close. It would be close. <laughs> I'm like, oh, right. You guys suck ass. Your it's really organization bad. Organization is fucking terrible. <laughs> Somebody's got somebody. I don't under. It's interesting that it hasn't like culturally just kind of gone out of play. No, no. They still play it, it in the purpose. stadium. They're doing it on purpose now because. No. No, if their fan base was like, no, 
don't do this and stop cheering along with it, he would stop. Right, but they're not doing that. Well, they're not doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. And right. that's what I'm saying, so it's like a... Right, because Braves fans are pieces of shit, that's what. Well, I mean, it's just like a cultural disconnect. It's not, it's not presented, it doesn't feel the same to them. Yeah, fuck them. Right, no, and here's the thing, is that they're not the Atlanta Braves, they're the Cobb County Braves, right? Their stadium is in suburban Cobb County, 15 minutes outside of Atlanta. Right, it's not the city of Atlanta. This is the wealthy suburbs that you're going to to watch a baseball game. It, it's a different demographic that's going to Atlanta games now. I well, think if they were still at whatever it was Turner Field, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't, I can't speak to that. We can't speak to that because we don't go to Braves games. We don't know what they're no, no getting Braves games. But do you but, remember? Yeah, good. I mean, having the tomahawk chop as part of your like game routine seems to be kind of alienating in a way that would keep a lot of people away. I don't know. Fuck them. But the other thing I've never, I mean, you were saying you, go ahead. Sorry. Was that, do you remember the 90s when like every Braves game was basically nationally televised through TBS? Right. I hated the Braves in the 90s. Right. Exactly. I still have a little bit of resentment towards them because they basically were the only team with their own national TV network. Like I, in order, they also, they also had like a, a you know, a era of greatness. Sure, they only won <laughs> one World Series, which is crazy when you think about it. But they were really good for that. They were in like five, right? to ninety nine, ninety five to ninety nine, I mean, like, yeah, like mid, early, I mean, from 90 till the 2000s, they were always in the playoff picture. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not always, but always close. And I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think I rooted for them. I might have rooted for them in 96. No, I think I actually might have been rooting for the Yankees in 96. Sure. Yeah, no, I don't. I, was I don't blame you for that. Yeah, I don't blame you for that at all. Thanks, Joel. Yeah. That was the last time I rooted for the Yankees. Yeah, no, that should be the last time you rooted for the Yankees. Was you know, the last time I rooted for the Red Sox was? 03, 04. 2004. Yeah, sure. We talked about that last week. You were, you were big on that 98. Oh, wait, until tonight, go Sox. Until tonight, go Sox. Right. They got to win game six and seven. That's and right. They go, or do you just want them to win game six? To force a game seven. Yeah, that's probably actually that's true because want, then I just right? want to talk mad shit to Sam for game <laughs> seven. This you, this you, this you. Uh, okay. Um, let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's actually give a couple of shout outs before we move on. Uh, shout out to everyone who's been listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Check out last week's episode. Um, what were last week's episodes? Oh, yeah. Talked about John Cusack. Is John Cusack allowed to root for the White Sox? We also talked about the division series, my team. Chicago White Sox got unceremoniously booted uh, from the playoffs by the Houston Astros. Three games to one. One thing, Thomas, um, on Twitter that I wanted to say, it was funny that 
after the first three games of the ALCS, all my White Sox Twitter friends were like, why couldn't we face this Houston team? Why they hit so good against us, but not against the Boston Red Sox? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, shut up. I was like, shut up, you guys, because we weren't that very good at baseball. <laughs> like, like, yeah, because you got beat real good. Because we got beat, yeah. I mean, the Astros are fucking good, man. The Astros are good. I've been saying all year, like, we see them more than you guys. They're good. Great. They're all good. Yeah. So, I thought I mean, it was fuck funny. the Astros, but they're good. Fuck the Astros, but it, it, there was a funny psychological thing going on, like, oh, so now they can't hit baseballs. They're like, no, they can't. I'm sure that's changed in the last two days, though. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, shout out, thanks to everybody who's listened to it. Bend, Oregon, San Jose, California, Craftsbury, Vermont, Portland, Oregon, Providence, Rhode Island, Bronx, New York, Champaign, Illinois, Moscow, Dosvidania, uh, Seoul, South Korea, Dublin, oh. Ireland, Santiago, Chile, Chicago, Plymouth, England. The original Plymouth? The original Plymouth, yeah. OG Plymouth, uh, what's up? Oh, Barcelona, Spain, Ashburn, Virginia, Leeds. Hey. Yeah. Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, I got you. Barcelona. Uh, LA. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, keep doing it. Um, <coughs> all right, Thomas. You ready to talk about some shit? You ready for this? Yeah. All right. Uh, this is what our news story for the day is. The COVID truthers are coming out of the woodworks. Throughout the sport. I just want to, first of all, go, oh, ahead. Yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, no. What do you want to say? No, no. We'll go talk ahead. about it. I'll t- it'll be a part of my rebuttal. Okay. Throughout the sports world, brave souls are taking quote unquote brave stands against various COVID 19 vaccine mandates leading to reliably stupid consequences. For example, in college football, the Washington State head coach, Nick Rolovich, was fired for cause after refusing the vaccine and is giving up his $3 million salary. In hockey, the National Hockey League has suspended San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane for 21 games after he submitted a fake vaccination card. And of course, like we talked about last week, Brooklyn Nets' Kyrie Irving is unable to play for the Nets because of his refusal to get vaccinated. Uh, Kyrie was spotted this weekend by TMZ. My my number one news reporter. Yeah, exactly. I love TMZ sports. Uh, Definitely, you know, check them out. (laughs) Uh, he would play a game, pick up football over the weekend. So, Thomas, my question for you is, what, if anything, is it going to take to get all these fucking fools vaccinated? These fucking fools think they're making a stand. Right. Right. I don't get that. Well, obviously, the guy that gave up $3 million probably already made $3 million at some point. So, I'm assuming that. And same with Kyrie Irving. I don't know. Evander Kane for the fake vaccination card is interesting. (laughs) Like, so I don't work in bars anymore, but like you have to have an ID to get into a bar. Right. And like Washington. You you bartended for a long time. 
20 years yeah or something whatever everything's everything in my life i've done for 20 years sure yes anyway so the point being is that like you have to have an id to get into a bar but now everybody's mandating vaccinations and like I'm curious to see what that's going to look like. And now, so with mandating vaccinations in certain segments of the population, how that's going to look and how, and not necessarily, like, for science's sake, like, everyone should be vaccinated. Like, it's a no fucking brainer. But for, like, human interest story's sake, like, well, now we got a stew going. Cause like who, who's gonna sit there and like mandate and check people's fucking vaccination cards? Like who's the door guy that's gonna be like, can I see your ID? And now can I see your vaccination card? And like, they've already kind of let it slide with pictures. Like when you would go to the baseball game, you can like take a picture, you know? Like, yeah, I've done that. So now the whole, like it immediately is off on a bad foot as far as like a mandating policy. Like you, this is how it's going to go. Like, it's already kind of like, oh, you just need a picture of it. So like now there's a door guy at a fucking bar and someone's like, here's my ID. And yeah, here's a picture of my vaccination card. It's like a picture of a lotto ticket. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck is that guy going to do? He's not going to go like, no, you can't come in. Anyway, the point being is that this vaccination status in the NBA and like, well, I don't know, or in the NHL, it's, that's sort of the weird angle to me. Like, what's what are people gonna do? What do people think they're gonna get away with, and why should or shouldn't they be able to get away with that? Yeah. Now, the thing about the fake vaccine codes that I don't understand is that it takes as much fucking effort to obtain one of those as it does to just go get vaccinated. So, if you're willing to take the effort to do that, you really have to have like a very strong stance against getting vaccinated right it's a fairly convoluted yeah. stance, but it's but it's also really complicated yeah and what so what message are they saying that because in my opinion i thought see this is what this is the idea that really terrifies the fuck out of me is that i thought that once it came down to their money once it came down to like no you are going to Get lose your job. You were going to lose your pay. You're going to get, you know, administrative leave without pay. These fools would start being feeling it in their wallets, and they'd come around. But that my point being that like this guy that giving up his three million dollar salary has already made three million dollars at some point in his life. Well, so, well, but so it's not as consequential. It's like the difference between three the difference between three million dollars and six million dollars to me it seems negligible. It's three million dollars though. The difference between zero dollars and three million dollars yes. seems con- considerably larger. I get but the point being is that sure these guys are fucking assholes they've also already made money mm-hmm. so who gives a shit about their ethics yeah well they're still putting other people in danger because of their actions oh i mean their opinions are dangerous and yeah yeah and but, they have and that uh, but they, but, a, but there's already that segment of the population that's already happening in, in the in correct. the American world right and that's the thing that really frightens me right like who gives a shit if the coach of the 
Washington State Cougars isn't getting vaccinated, right? Like Cougs. Yeah, what? I, you're a Huskies fan, right? Oh, yeah, go dogs, man. Yeah, All yeah. Go dogs. Fuck the Cougs. Fuck the Cougs. Go dogs. Well, Pullman sucks. Pullman is like a pit. I have never been to Pullman. Is it east of the Cascades? It is. Yeah, right? it's yeah. like right on the. It's on the Palouse. Yeah, that's. It's right across the border from Idaho. It's fucking shitty though. Where is it in relationship to Spokane? South. South. I never figured that out before. Uh, yeah, Ninety kind of runs from Spokane, sort of pretty hard southwest, and Pullman is kind of a little bit off of that. So Pullman's Pullman's kind of straight south or southwest, maybe I think. Okay, because I've been through Spokane. I've never like hung out there, but I've been through. Ninety there. Ninety drives through Spokane. That's why, yeah. But I've never been through Pullman. What? It's weird that the. It's not on a major highway. It's not on a yeah. Yeah, which is another thing that maybe he's just playing 3D chess and being like, this is going to get all the like crazy anti-vaxxing offensive linemen to want to go to Pullman, Washington. I mean, he lives, I mean, the Palouse is, I mean, that's a kind of a gross place. He lives like, he probably has like a big fucking ranch yeah. out there, like with some fucking like white power dudes. I mean, Coeur d'Alene was like the... Yeah the nazi center of america and that's pretty I, close actually yeah, yeah no he's probably got like a big place where he shoots his gun he's like fuck that america and i'm not well, getting vaccinated he's trying to get a religious exemption for it and he's gonna sue the that's state just of him being an asshole that's right exactly yeah fuck that guy so the thing that's really scary is that more than 35 percent of chicago's police department have not complied with the city's vaccine mandate, which means they could be disciplined and fired. So this I mean, has this trickle down effect, right? Uh, well, okay. So well, so then here we go now. Like what with Christmas coming up, right? Okay. So shipping, like supply chains, all over the world oh, are fucked, fucked yeah. up. So uh -huh. everything's taking forever. So all of a sudden, people can't get what they want. So now Christmas is going to become a fucking shit show. Yeah is what's going to happen. I think we're going to see major panic. Sure. Gotcha. Okay. But so like COVID, it's COVID related, but it's kind of COVID post-COVID because like the ferry systems in, C in Washington are, are starting to go down. Bus systems are starting to go down because a lot of these people are refusing to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Because, and it's, but it's because it's American concept. It's, it's like the... Right. It's like westward expansion. It's like God. It's like apple pie. It's like you can stick your dick in it and you don't feel bad about it later. You know, it's like that's <laughs> what is America. You know, build back cheaper. Like, let's make some fucking money. And if we can't make money, we'll just keep going west. You know, it's like that's what's happening here. And I think it's about it's close to breaking. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, we tried to keep it together by the I mean, do you hope not? I mean, I don't want to see the fabric of society fail, but you know, that's you just, don't. No, I don't want to see the fabric of. I'll be the first one to get eaten, man. No, you won't. <laughs> well, that's why. Okay, so that's why on the off season. Well, maybe it's too late now because you know Sam and I were telling you that we've been working on a post-apocalyptic science fiction novel. You guys are gonna be living that novel before you know it. <laughs> right. You're living it before you're writing it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> right. And like, 
our novel is all about the war between Major League Baseball and college football. Imagine what Washington State is going to be in the post-apocalyptic world. It's all going to be ugly. You're all going to go to football games at at, at Pullman. It's going to be like Thunderdome. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Washington's interesting that way, but college football but college football and college in general is all craziness so yeah yeah i should read a book about it but it's so regional it's it's amazing like i've got lots of opinions about it but it's so regional in a way that professional like major league baseball is urban like metropolitan based but it's not regional the same way that college football is regional with the Midwest and the South and the West. And they college football is weird. Yeah, it's so weird. I love it. It's bad. It's, it's, I actually think the NFL is the least ethical sport in America. But hey, what's NFL, Iowa ranks now? 12. They lost. They lost? Oh, yeah, they lost. <laughs> Who? Indiana. Oh, no. No, Purdue. My bad, Purdue. They um, lost my, to Purdue, twenty-four to seven. My buddy was a big Iowa Hawkeye fan. They, I they, saw they beat. They, they were number two. They were number two. They beat Penn State, and they climbed all the way up to number two. And because college football is the best, as soon as they got number two, they, they lost, lost twenty-four to seven to unranked Purdue. Twenty-four to seven. Yeah, they got their butts kicked. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> So tell your buddy I'm sorry. It was that's what I love about college football. It's like, oh, we're good, we're good. Oh no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny. They still got. I mean, they could still win the Big Ten. I bet they they could like Rose Bowl could be. Well, oh know, well, I watched. Uh, my other buddy is a Texas A and M student. They beat Bama. Yeah, I watched that game with him. That was a good game. That was a real good game. It was a really good game, and I couldn't believe they won. No, no, they were. That was like the biggest upset of Alabama in forever, probably. It was huge. But that was a great game. I don't even like Texas A&M because they're fake like cadets. Like those dudes aren't military. That's not ROTC. That's just like dude. Yeah, it is. That's not. No, it's got nothing to do with the military. Like. The the Texas A and M like like guys who dread, no, not a JROTC. It is sure? not a JROTC. It has absolutely it is a club sponsored by the Texas A and M where you get to dress up in fancy military uniforms for ten years. It has nothing to do with. Like, oh, I gotta talk to my. I, this gives me something fun to talk to my friend about. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's totally like it's cosplaying the military. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous fucking thing ever. I like that's always why I hated Texas A&M. That's funny. Like you're not even army. You guys are just like dorks who want to dress up like 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 Civil War reenactment dorks. Oh. <laughs> Ah, all right. Thanks for letting me talk about college football. I love college football. No, yeah. It's terrible. It's it's morally bad, but and it's I mean, so fucking ridiculous that it's I love it. I mean, if you watch a college if you watch college football on TV, you're gonna see why this mandated vaccination thing is gonna be really, really 
difficult. What, yes. What do you mean by that? I, I agree with you. Why do you say that? A large portion of the United States just doesn't give a shit. Yes, yes. And we saw that especially at the end of the year last year when Alabama and LSU and Texas were piling like, oh, okay, we have full stadiums now. And we know yeah. that the virus hasn't even been controlled in the world. Yeah. So, but we're all doomed. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, Oregon at UCLA on Saturday. Go Ducks. Hi, right, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for listening. This is the Dub on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. We'll check you out next week. Uh, it's going to be World Series next week, Thomas, so we got to get ready for that shit. Well, we better hope the Red Sox win or else Sam's not going to be able to come back to talk to me. Exactly. He's going to be so sad. He's going to be so sad. Uh, well, we'll see. I'm sure he's listening to this podcast and getting, like, yelling at us through his uh, world. Why would he start now? No, 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 no. I'm just, you know, like, <laughs> we've had this whole thing that, Listening to a podcast and wanting to respond to the people on the microphone, but not being able to, is the closest thing we have come to being dead. Because you're right. a ghost, right? And you from the other side. From the other side, exactly. So Sam's going to be listening to this episode in a couple of days at work. Like, he'll have his earbuds in, and he'll be, like, baking a pie or something like that. And he'll get so mad because I got something wrong about Adam Adovino. And he'll be like screaming at me that I was wrong about the ERA of Adam Adovino or something like that. Uh, it'd probably be more something like home runs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like Matt Damon movies. Right. Oh, shout out though. Okay, I got to end on this note. Fenway Baby. Did you see Fenway Baby on the internet? No, did you I see love... that guy throwing the slice of pizza at the guy? That was funny. Wait, no, a guy threw a slice of pizza at a guy? Oh, on, that, on that, what I sent you on uh, on the internet. I didn't see, I didn't click the link. Was it at Fenway? Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, Wait, so, but what's your thing? My thing was these people brought their five-month-old baby and, like, was just holding their baby up. This is the the one the Red Sox won game three and okay. just started holding their baby up in outfield and the crowd was going wild for this yeah. baby and and they they just they kept the jumbotron kept coming back to the baby over and over and over again and they sure. were like the baby was sipping its milk and the crowd started going chug 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 <laughs> chug <laughs> like the most Boston thing also <laughs> That's pretty funny. And they start chanting MVP with the guy around his baby. I felt bad for the baby, but it seemed pretty chill. Like it had its headphones. It was like in a Red Sox onesie with its yeah. headphones on, with its like sippy cup of milk. And it just seemed like super chill to be at this baseball game. His parents were experienced. Exactly. They looked really like... Shout out to those parents. They looked super young and super like Eastern Massachusetts, like Hakdakad, Harvard Yard kind of people. Like, you know. If the Mariners had made the playoffs this year, I would not have brought my children to the game. 
Now, now you shouldn't dance. Don't bring your children to a baseball game. Well, what are you talking about? This guy just probably got the whole crowd excited lifting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He's a bad dad. Oh. <laughs> fuck that guy. And fuck the Red Sox. I mean, go Red Sox. Go Red Sox. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for Thomas, my name is Joel. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Yeah, Bruce. <laughs>